I don't know any landscaping business that has gone out of business because they couldn't landscape. It's always the business end of things. Welcome to the Million Dollar Landscaper Podcast. We're your hosts, Scott and Katie Mulchan, and we make it easy to start working on, not just in your landscaping business. We're a real couple that helped grow our family business to well over a million dollars in revenue. And now we help other landscaping business owners just like you to do the same. Are you ready to build your business? Let's get started. Before we get into today's show, a big thank you to our sponsor, Send Gym. If you want to get the lead you want and turn your current clients into raving fans, then you need to try Send Gym. They've created an exclusive offer just for our listeners. If you sign up today, you can get your first month for just $2. So if you haven't already, go to sendgym.io forward slash MDL, where you can get even more exclusive deals just for Million Dollar Landscaper podcast listeners. That's sendgym.io forward slash MDL and take advantage of these awesome deals today. Welcome back, everybody. Today, we're going to talk about five mistakes even smart landscapers make. And we know that these are real mistakes because we made them. Oh, yeah. Maybe a Most couple of times. <laughs> yeah. No, this list, I just kind of wanted to do something a little bit quick and easy, kind of fun. Not that it's fun to make these mistakes, but just to let everybody know out there that we've all done it. We've mm-hmm. all been through it. We all learn from it and we all get through it. So that's the big thing. You got to learn from it. Right. So no matter what you're going through right now, even if you are fed up to your eyeballs with your business and about ready to throw a temper tantrum fit and like close the doors and just be done with it, know that you'll get through it and you can make it. So we've all done it. So number one, not knowing your numbers. We stress this one multiple times with everything in our free Facebook group, the landscape business owners and the academy. There's so many things with knowing your numbers knowing like what your equipment costs you, what your true costs, your employees, because it's not just whatever you pay per hour, they have labor burden, understanding production hours and everything. And Cause these are all the numbers that you need. So you can estimate with mm-hmm. confidence and correctly, because these are not charities. You no. are running this as a business. Yes. <laughs> so you are here to make money. I'm mm-hmm. not saying you have to be gougy and like charge like crazy, but you have to make money. You've got to cover your costs. This yeah. is a business. And there are so many people out there that don't know their numbers. Mm-hmm. And are just going off of like what everybody else is charging. And, you know, it's fine to know like industry standards and stuff like that. But you can't make money unless you know your numbers. So please, please learn your numbers. That's kind of leads into this This is like the biggest question inside the academy is, you know, what do I charge for this? And people are like, multiply by two or three. Well, not necessarily in the academy, in the free Facebook group. It's in there to the point almost of annoyance. And I say annoyance only because it's a hard question to answer. Because we don't know your numbers. Mm -hmm. I can't tell you what you need to charge for your business because that's very specific to you. And like Scott said, if you're doing just the charge by two or multiply by 1.5 and carry the three Mm -hmm. and ask your cat and see what the neighbor (laughs) says. Yeah, and we see it all the time. You know, people ask, you know, what do you charge per square foot or whatever it is? We can't honestly tell you that because you pay your people different than I pay our people. My insurance is different than your insurance. I have different vehicles. I have a lot of things different. My experience is different than your experience. You may be able to get it done faster than I can or certain things or whatever it is. There's just a lot of variables. It's very hard to give somebody advice on that because I don't know your costs. And if you're in the free Facebook group, we tell you over and over, we actually stop a lot of the comments because of this. Well, because some people get nasty about it. Number one, I hate the comments that are like, oh, if you don't know this, you shouldn't be in business. And And I I don't want to go that route because all of these things I think on here are just a whole bunch of, I call it ABT. It's a bunch of ain't been taught. 
you just don't know how to do it because mm-hmm. nobody is like born knowing how to do landscape estimating. It's not something that you're going to like learn in high school or even in college. I know people that have gone to four years of like landscape design or landscape architecture, you know, at Big Ten schools, and they don't mm-hmm. know how to put together an estimate because this isn't something that's taught. It's really yeah. kind of one of those you just kind of learn from some other people in the industry yeah. and from going to landscaping specific trade shows, courses, yeah. stuff like that. Yeah. Joining the Academy. Well, that's absolutely, <laughs> absolutely one of the reasons that we even made the Academy mm-hmm. is because we struggled with this as well. Like oh, yeah. I said, we're guilty of the things on this we list. We charged by two and 2.5 at times. So that's how your dad taught you to yep. do it. And then until we realized we're like, but are we making money? Yeah. Are we question mark, question yeah. mark? So if you don't know your numbers and you are just guessing, like we said, there's a lot that goes into it. Overhead goes into it. Labor burden, your equipment, all of these things. And if these aren't things you know, you can check out milliondollarlandscaper.com. And check out the Academy because we have systems. There are um, landscaping estimating systems that Mm -hmm. already exist. Like you don't have to just make this up. You can (laughs) take a systematic approach to figuring this all out. And we've got spreadsheets in there that you can fill out and that will figure this all out. But I think you're right because without sales and profits, you're, what are you doing? (laughs) Yeah, you're like you said, it's a charity or a hobby, whatever you want to call it. It shouldn't be that way. We're in business to make money because if you're not making money, you can't help people in the future and well, you're not helping yourself. You're no. not helping your employees. Well, it just makes life miserable at home. We've well, seen then that, you're probably so. cranky. Yeah. I remember when we were not making money, you were very crabby. Yeah. And I was very it's crabby. very stressful. We were all so. crabby. So it's just, it's very important. No, you have to know your numbers. And, you know, if this is something you question about, not sure, reach out. There's so many people out there in the world, even, you know, in our Facebook group to me, whatever it is, and we'll help direct you where you should begin and start. Yes. Well, don't ask what to charge in the Facebook group because that'll get blocked. But if you are just looking for some kind of mentor, there are people in there. We have mentors that will help you. Yes. If you're not interested in our academy, that's fine. There are other people out there that do the same kind of thing, but please, we're on a mission for there to be no more broke landscapers. Yeah. We, I really hate to see it. Landscapers are hardworking people. And so it really tears me up when you're working so hard and making so little. Mm-hmm. So get off my little soapbox for that one. <laughs> All right. What's number two? Think you have to do everything yourself. This one, again, we're guilty of. We've tried to please every customer and, you know, they ask for some things that we really didn't have knowledge of and we would go and do things that we would just kind of like added on services or yeah you know whatever it is they ask you for some things that you're not even involved in you know trenching drainage or or whatever it is that you're not a specialist and and you just start saying yes to everything that they want even though you may not have an idea how to do it Mm -hmm. and it just can really hurt your business you know yeah you kind of jumped to the third one which was saying no to your customers i Uh, think you you jumped ship there Because this was supposed to be thinking you have to do Uh, everything yourself, which in my mind, that is a little more along the lines of not trusting your employees to get things done, not training your employees to get things done and stuff like that. Yeah, sorry. You have your team that should be doing these things for you and you're not setting them up to do these things. You have to set your team up to win. You can't Mm -hmm. just hire people and expect them to do everything exactly how you want it automatically. They can't read your mind. If you didn't know that, just FYI, they cannot. (laughs) So you're going to have to train them. You're going to have to get them set up to win. But you absolutely don't have to do everything yourself. No, and this is, again, something we see in our business. Even to this day, my dad wants to be out there all the time doing things. My dad, you're almost seven years old. I'll give it to you. You might do it better. Scott had to learn this lesson. If they can do it like 90% Mm -hmm. is good, and the customer will never know the difference and it's fine. Mm -hmm. He had to learn this with water features because he's Mr. Fussy Pants 
Mr. Rock's placement snob. But when it came down to it, the homeowners never knew the difference. And they were always happy with what the crew did, whether you were out there micromanaging rock placement or not. Yeah, I actually learned that from um, Greg Whitstock of Aquascape. He said the same thing with his team. I think it was, I want to say his employee, Brian, or whatever is one of the head guys. You don't have to call them out. Go ahead. But same thing. He let his team go out and do it. And he was worried when he went back there. And I remember him saying this to, he walked up to the job site and like, oh, Oh, great. Yeah. They did this this dump. And then I guess the homeowner walked out with a check and was very happy and i took that and i'm like yeah i can relate to that you did well so then you really started training the guys to work on the ponds and everything Mm -hmm. without you and it was all fine yeah it just takes time you're not gonna be able to like walk away tomorrow and just let them go i kind of weaned myself off there i trained them and then i would sit in the truck and do my estimates while they're working and then i would leave for a bit come back and i kept doing that and just kind of extended myself out of there and just we actually have one of the members in the academy this team doesn't even want them there anymore they yeah they he goes out and checks on them and they kick him out. Yeah, uh, they kick yeah. him off the job site. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's easier without the boss. Yeah, that is a true <laughs> statement. So I'm sure we can all relate to that. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So, I mean, do we want to revisit number three, the, sure. the saying sure. no to customers again? Yeah. Yeah. It's just, yeah, not doing things that aren't in your area of expertise, not in your wheelhouse. Yeah, and I've done this too. You know, I try to get in, the customer to ask you to do some things that probably shouldn't do, like spray or, or I don't know. There's so many different examples you can give here, but just learn to say no to a customer or say no if it's a job that you can't handle because it could cause a lot more issues down the road. Uh, bite enough more than you can chew. Yep. It's okay. I mean, you've got to learn in advance and, mm-hmm. and build your skill set. We're not saying yeah. d- don't push yourself a little bit, yeah. but don't go like zero to 60. Yeah, yeah. Work your way through. We actually started saying no to customers when it was a smaller job because it was Oh, yeah, this goes both ways. Mm -hmm. Yeah, anything under about 5,000 or so, we wouldn't, it just wasn't worth it for us to even bid on it. We would be on the very high end price-wise. And so, yeah, you just bump that to somebody else. Yeah, so it's just, sometimes it's just easier to say no. There you go. Move on. So the next one is not pre-qualifying your customers. Pre-qualifying actually doesn't have to be customers. It could be your team members that you're looking to hire too. Not (laughs) pre-qualifying Everybody. Yeah, you have to. <laughs> well, okay. Specifically, we'll talk about customers real quick okay. and then we'll do employees real quick. So pre-qualifying customers. So what's the when deal you there? have a, a customer calls in, they start talking about their job. You need to start asking questions to see if they'd be a good fit for you. Or even if it's a job that you can handle or do. Even like want a, to do. Yeah. <laughs> you have to start asking questions and, and find out. They might be 100 miles away or something. You have to start asking questions and different things and find out what they want. If it's something you can do, you know, like we've done a job that's been quite a bit distance away. And we told the customer, you know, it's hours away. We've actually had to stay the night in a hotel to, to go there, but they wanted us and they're willing to pay for it but we qualified them before we even went out there because I wasn't going to drive that far to go do an estimate and then... Right, if you got there and they're like, what, why is this so much? Mm-hmm. It's like, well, we have to have hotels. Yeah. So they knew about that up front. Yeah, and they're willing to pay for it because they wanted our crews to be out there doing the job. So. Sure. All right, so pre-qualifying employees real quick. So pre-qualifying employees would be asking them you know, the right questions when you're hiring them. Are they? Yeah, if you're looking for somebody to be on like a maintenance or crew or mm-hmm. something, you may just want to ask if they're comfortable on a mower and running mm-hmm. equipment because if they're not, then they're probably not a good hire. Yeah, or if you know, <laughs> you're looking to hire a foreman and they claim they've done the stuff, well, you need to get examples from them, what they've done, you know, how they've handled situations, whether they've had a customer come out and complain to them, how do they handle it? Something happened in the equipment. What do you do? Just asking them different types of little scenarios. Yeah, that's one of the best things you could do to start hiring. I know it's very hard right now. People want to hire any warm body that's out there. (laughs) Yes. And I I get that to a certain point. But if you hire the wrong person, it could end up costing you more in the long run. It can be pretty 
ugly. So you want to do your best to weed out. And there, there's quite a few people out there still. You just got to keep looking for them and qualify and ask them. All right. Number five. Not investing in business education. Yeah. I see all too much. Like landscapers are happy to learn how to install a patio. What's the latest block? How to use this piece of equipment? I'm going to buy a new mower. Um, I need the biggest and baddest of this and that. And da, 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 da. I don't know any landscaping business that has gone out of business because they couldn't landscape. It's always the business end of things. And so mm-hmm. it's really not investing in your business knowledge. This can actually go into like the software, which would help you understand your numbers and all this stuff too. Because people, like you said, will invest, go buy a mini, mini excavator because they can help get the job done faster or whatever. Right. But they're not willing to spend a few thousand dollars for a piece of software that can help you make money and save money. It goes along the same lines. It's part of that education and learning things that you have to spend the money on those type of things. And otherwise, this is going to hurt you. It really is. I just, I hate to see people struggle and have such a hard time. This day and age, there's literally information everywhere. Uh, Listen to a podcast, get on the YouTubes, Yeah, you don't, get you don't on have Facebook. To, you don't have to pay for it. There's pretty much everything on YouTube if you can't afford it right now. Yeah, I mean, it's so funny. I get a little bit like persnickety. I'm like, well, they're just YouTubers. You've got to make sure that, you know, they know what they're talking about. But okay, we're podcasters. Yeah, we're, so we're, <laughs> I know. We're podcasters. I know. We're on YouTube I'm as such well, a so. snob, though. I'm like, well, make sure they know what they're talking about. Well, the, <laughs> the advantage of hiring somebody versus like just searching on, on YouTube or Google or whatever it is. They could probably have things in there that they can give you to get you going much quicker than you could searching on Google because you're going to try to figure this out on Google. We spent a number of years figuring things out ourselves Mm -hmm. because information wasn't quite as readily available. Like you could go to a conference, but you would go, you'd hear somebody speak and then you'd have to like buy their videotapes because we're old or then eventually it was DVDs. So you could get like a little bit of a like they get you all pumped up and Mm -hmm. all excited. And then you could take that stuff home and then learn on your own, which is what we did a lot of. Mm-hmm. Or you could shell out five figures in mm-hmm. money for consultants, which we also did. Like, thankfully, we were at the point in our business where we could afford that. But most people can't afford five mm-hmm. figures worth of consulting. So once again, that's why we have our academy as like a low monthly price, because we want the information to be readily available mm-hmm. to anybody of all levels of business, whether you're just starting or you've been at this for a while. It's just, it's very affordable. And we also do as much for you. We have a lot of ready-made and ready-done systems because we also realize people don't have the time to sit and make these up themselves. So That's the biggest thing is time. It's always time. And there's no sense in reinventing the wheel. There Mm -hmm. is no reason why you can't use the same systems in your business that we've used in ours. So just a few tweaks and they can be put in tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah. So the information is out there. Even if you don't go with ours, there are Mm -hmm. other people out there that you can get this information from, but Mm -hmm. take the time to invest in the air quotes, business side Mm -hmm. of things, not just the landscaping end of your business, because everybody kind of tends to default to just working harder, booking more work and working and working and working when money is tight or things aren't going like they think. Mm -hmm. But if you will put as much time and effort into the business side of things as you do to the landscaping sides, then you'll be miles ahead of everybody else. Literally miles. Absolutely. Get a book, whatever it is, just keep learning. Books, have to. podcasts, anything. Yeah. yeah. And if you've got any specific questions, drop a comment and let us know. Mm-hmm. We, because one of our goals of this podcast is to connect people with the information mm-hmm. that they need. We're working on getting more people on the podcast. You know, we've had people on that are accountants, people that have developed apps, All marketing right. experts, HR experts. We're not saying that we know everything, but mm-hmm. we want to be able to be a source of information so if you know you need help, but you don't know where to get it, drop us a line. We will try to get you in contact with somebody that can help you. Yeah, absolutely. That's what we're here for, like Katie said. We want to help you no matter where you're at in your business. So if you're looking for somebody that we can't help you with, 
we'll direct you. And this well, is actually something we did in our business too. We couldn't help you as far as landscaping. Sure. We'll direct you to somebody who could. Then, I know. We're like Midwestern nice. I mean, uh, for people that don't know, we're from Indiana. We are, when you hear <laughs> of that, like Midwestern nice, I'm like, oh man, we are so guilty of that. <laughs> but no, in all seriousness, landscapers work way, way too hard to be broke. That's nonsense. You can invest in it. The information is there. So, Get it somehow. <laughs> so a quick recap of the five mistakes yes. landscapers make, even smart ones. Even smart ones. We did all of these. I mean, we did oh, eventually invest in education, but it, I mean, it took like 10 years. Like yeah. we didn't do it right away. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so well, we just worked and worked. We and just worked and worked and worked some more yeah. and piled work on top and yeah. then wondered why we were so tired. Yeah. <laughs> so number one is not knowing your numbers. Yep. Number two, thinking you have to do everything yourself. Number three, saying no to customers, not saying no to customers, I should say. Number four, not pre-qualifying your customers. And number five, not investing in your business education. Yeah. And there's probably more mistakes that oh, we yeah. have done out there, but I just thought this would be kind of a little fun, like, hey, some camaraderie, like, yeah. yep, been there, done that. So, yeah, so if you guys made these mistakes, any or if of these, you've got anything else that you were like, oh, no, you guys left this off the list. Yeah. You need to add this to the list. Just drop us a comment. Let us know. We can always update the list yeah. or create another one and do yeah, another one of these uh, top 10, with right? everything that you <laughs> that you guys think we left out. So, yeah. All right, guys. Well, thanks for joining us today. Did you have interview questions oh, for do. me? I'm sorry. You're just leaving me hanging. I, I love was, answering your questions. Oh, sorry. All right. Toilet paper over or under? This might be a controversial answer, but I don't care. I find it weird that people get that worked I, up about it. I, I don't, literally don't care. I don't care either. But yes, I've had people say it has to be over. Yeah, I just literally don't care. Mm. I have like way other things to like mm. worry about in my life. So it's not okay. bothering me Good. one iota. So if I, don't, <laughs> if I turn around the other direction, it doesn't matter. You won't even put the new roll on. I live in a house with all boys. I'm just saying, I put that new one on there a lot. Mm -hmm. So do I. Okay. All right. When you were a kid, did you have any posters on your wall? If so, what? Um, I want to say I probably did. I can't think of any. You didn't have like. I think I had a rainbow or... unicorn. They made like trapper keepers. Mm -hmm. uh, I can't remember the name. It was like a, it was a thing like in the 80s. It was like a rainbow unicorn. I don't think I had any. You've met my parents. Like, my dad wouldn't let us, like, put holes in the wall. It would have right. had to have been just held up with, like, tape, so it couldn't have been anything too crazy. So uh, I remember the ones I had up. You had posters? Oh, yeah. What, like Tiger Beat magazine? I had cars. I had... Oh, yeah, this makes sense now. Top Gun movie came out. I had the, oh, the jet and everything on there. Goose, yeah. and I forget right. the other guy's name. Okay. <laughs> Maverick. Maverick, there you yeah. go. So, I No, I didn't really have much yeah. of that. My parents were just No boy really, bands or anything like that? No. 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 I had bands, a, I guess, probably in the 80s. Once again, no. Parents yeah. would have just put mm -hmm. the big fat kibosh on that. Gotcha. I had some pins of, like, Guns N' Roses and mm -hmm. stuff like that, like, on my backpack. So, nerd. <laughs> All right. Would you rather be able to record your thoughts or your dreams while you sleep? Wait, record my thoughts? Mm -hmm. Or, like, during the day? Or record yeah. my dreams? I want to record my dreams while I sleep because I am a crazy, vivid dreamer and I dream all the time, multiple times per night. I usually remember them, but they're way weird. Yeah, they're weird. And sometimes you hold grudges, even though I do. Just a dream. If you do something to make me mad in my dream, I will remain mad at you for the remainder of the day because mm -hmm. that is very logical. But um, <laughs> I would maybe want to record my dreams just because they're pretty wild. I don't know if I'd want to see those. The ones yeah. you've described are a little out there sometimes. Mm -hmm. There's probably like a dream interpretation person out there that probably could is. tell me what it all means. Probably just means I'm nuts, but I think it'd be <laughs> fun. All right, guys. Well, thanks for joining us today and have a great day.
Hey everyone, just want to thank you again for joining us today. If you enjoyed today's podcast, we do ask you for one quick favor. Could you please head over to iTunes and leave us a review? A five-star review is even better, but it helps us get our rankings up and help us spread our message. 